0: hello and welcome to nintendo voice chat ign's nintendo podcast i'm your host casey De and this week i'm joined by brian altano
1: hey how are finally.
0: you finally <laughs> yes you're back i'm Zach back Ryan. from
2: gamescom hey what's up
0: Um uh, i'm also
3: here
2: <laughs> yeah. what's up zachary and i am also here
3: I'm also here. Well, I got I, I got busted. I, I was still working when the show started, so a lot of people will see what I look like when I'm typing emails. I see. this one. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, this week we will be talking about Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, how we really feel about Super Mario 3D All-Stars being limited release and ramifications behind that move, and of course, about how much it costs. But I believe that obviously the biggest news this week I mean, besides some other big news, but we don't really care about that on this show, is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is coming on November 20th.
3: There you go. Yeah. Oh, there's your first impression. There's your November game.
0: That I mean, Again. so it comes out the day after Cyberpunk. I'm not happy about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that seems like a mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so I, I will i will
1: say that like this was this was a surprise for sure right like this is in a, in a year full of things leaking constantly this was a pretty awesome surprise to find that there's essentially a prequel to breath of the wild coming to nintendo switch um if i just defined it as that then yes ex- most excited man in the world but um th- this is a musou game it is you know from tecmo Koei. it is a uh, a warrior style game, um, akin to Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem's Heroes, is that what
3: it was called? Mm-hmm, I didn't right. play that
1: one. Yeah, um, which is great. Like if you if wait, you, is it? let's get that no. right.
3: Is it Heroes? Is that the one on the phone, or is Heroes the one? Pear. Fire Emblem Warriors is the one on on Yeah, that's Switch. right. Okay, that's right. I see you out there, Fire Emblem <laughs> subreddit. Relax, we got exactly. it right. Thank okay. you, thank you for having my back on that one, Pear. You are dead mm-hmm. to me. That's right. Um, <laughs> Pear, let it happen. You saw. it. I didn't um, want it dropped. Run it back if you want to see Pear absolutely roast Brian.
1: Yeah, wait, no, you you totally left me out the dry there. You're not. I'm, you know what? If I ever move, I'm going to call Zach and Zach's going to come over and help me move, and not you because we're not close friends. I'll know right, Brian. Is, it's,
0: it's, it's, <laughs> for Zach,
2: it's. Pizza. It it is really difficult to keep the names of the Warriors franchise straight, right? Like mm-hmm. they're all of these games <laughs> are so different in name. Yet they're all part of the Warriors franchise.
3: Dynasty, Hyrule. Warriors.
2: Yep. And, uh-huh. and hence, maybe the Fire Emblem game is called Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay. but it's right. not- No, it's Warriors. Okay, let's move on. Okay, <laughs> I go. Kick
1: somebody Marvel. off of a Discord call. <laughs> so rudely.
0: Um,
1: I want a Warrior Warriors game.
0: <laughs> so I, from what I've been seeing, overall, people have been accepting this overall Positively, I yeah. think yep. if this was part of a bigger direct, I think people would have seen the beginning of this, thought it was Breath of the Wild too, and then been kind of like taken. I don't know, taken by surprise that so, it's not what they're expecting. But because they were upfront, it was a standalone announcement. It's able to kind of shine on its own and not to be in the shadow of what people really, really want. Because now it's just a cool bonus.
3: I, I understand why. They did it the way that they did, but I have to say that having Alnuma start this statement by, we know that people have been waiting for news about Breath of the Wild 2 for a very long time. It's so cruel. What a yeah. cruel way to start this! Because like <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions, man. That was, was like, oh my god. Oh, okay, I see. I see. I for some reason I did not. I, I was
2: not expecting any news on Zelda, and so when he appeared, I'm like. Cool, Zelda, Picross, or something, right? Like he, <laughs> I, I instantly when I saw him, I somehow instantly knew it was going, it wasn't going to be the the sequel. Um, but uh, I, I thought they handled the announcement really well. You know, they set the set the stage saying like it's going to be a while until you hear more information about the next game, but you know, here's something to tide you over. And uh, you know, like I played the last Hyrule Hyrule Warriors. I fired it up, um, you know, uh, yesterday and played it a bunch with my daughter, and it's like. These games are good. We gave them sevens. I think, Casey, you reviewed one, right?
0: I did. So Jose reviewed the original, gave it a seven, and I reviewed the Definitive Edition on the Switch and gave it a 7.5 for good. I know that our scale doesn't follow that anymore, but if I had to Mm -hmm. either bump it up or down, I would honestly probably bump it up to an eight rather than down to a seven. Um, I think the amount of content in that game is astounding, even though it is kind of repetitive. I mean, it's a Musou game for musa games dynasty warriors you're just fighting hordes of enemies but with hyper wars definitive edition you you got like 31 characters and right off the bat you had 16 to choose from and then on top of that the story is actually even though it was completely off the wall and bonkers ridiculous it was still pretty um there's a lot to it and there were a lot of really interesting um cut, cut man i'm drawing a blank Cutscenes. That kind of gave more personality to a lot of the characters, and they brought characters from all of the different Zelda games. So I really enjoyed it. And then on top of that, you got a regular Legend of Zelda map to explore, where you could. There's just a lot to it. Go read the review. The mode, yeah, it out. yeah.
2: It's and uh, re- replaying it, I I was struck by how much fun it is. It is fun to just kind of slash at these hordes of enemies and like get bigger specials and you know switching between characters and un- unlocking more. Um, there is a there's a lack of that kind of the final tweak and finish that zelda games are known for right like just even the way the camera feels is just super janky to me like by default you can tweak a lot in this game which is great right. but like everything just is a little janky still um including the whole like i've mentioned this before like it sometimes feels like a zelda imposter thing like you you look at the characters and like "Ah, something is wrong with the way they act Mm -hmm. and they look and all of that but you know as a kind of silly hack and slash game it works and then casey you're exactly right it's like this game is all about volume. It's all about like hordes of enemies and it's all about hordes of rewards. Like when you finish a level, it's almost like this like giant treasure chest monster comes forward and just barfs items out. It's just like, and you, blah, 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 blah. like you finish a level and it's just like list after list of these things. And you're hitting the A button to get through all of them. Right. Which is completely different from a Zelda game where it's like, you find the hook shot and it's like this momentous mm-hmm. occasion that's going yes. to guide you over for the next two hours. Very well
1: Well, it, like to me, Zelda has always been about, and I think to most people about, you know, exploration and a- adventure and, you know, discovery and, and combat has obviously always been a part of it, but not the whole part of it. You know, it was never really that much of an emphasis on it, that that was the entire reason that I was playing those games. Um, and I think that like removing a lot of those elements and just um, paring it down to this almost like frantic, chaotic just waves and waves of enemies. And then these alarms going off like, you better go over here. You better go over here. You better do all this. Stuff. You better do all that. Um, it's definitely fun in its own right. And it's definitely interesting in its own right. And I think that like taking a franchise like that and uh, adding the so- sort of Zelda flair to it is a really good idea. But in to, to be blunt, like in a, in a vacuum, I think that this is a great announcement. But when we were having conversations at the beginning of the year, you know, how will Nintendo respond to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and all that? They're, the reality is that the, their big lineup this fall is a few ports of Mario games, which I love, but they're, they're okay. essentially just, yeah, and, and Pikmin at port of a Wii U game and uh, um, a Muso game. Like, that's so, yeah, kind of crazy.
3: That's four old games mm-hmm. and one very, very niche game yeah. in their, one of their biggest franchises. So right. I totally get where you're coming from, Brian. It is a weird. It is a weird response, but we've talked a lot about on uh, on this show specifically that that Nintendo doesn't necessarily feel like they need to compete with nope. Xbox and PlayStation. They got their own thing going, and they're happy to, you know, compete against themselves. Essentially,
1: they yep. they just increased their uh, sales projections for the Switch for the next quarter. Um, I believe to thirty million, and so like they're they're killing it. You can't you can barely find Nintendo Switches right now. So for me yeah. to you know play armchair analyst and be like. This is not enough. It's stupid because it obviously is for most consumers, but I do think that it it does feel a little thin for for a year overall. Um, all things considered,
2: Correct. yeah, I, I agree. And the one thing to remember is that Nintendo's top selling games sell well for a long time right so we we are definitely going to see more people buy switches this holiday season and they're not necessarily motivated by you know hyrule warriors or you know whatever nintendo's december game is there usually is one right like what's the xenoblade of this year um i thought they're motivated by mario kart and they're motivated by new super mario brothers and then maybe you know obviously smash but maybe some other games are, are starting to fill that roster like paper mario came out with f- what feels like little fanfare it's so- selling well obviously but like i feel like paper mario can have legs into the holiday season too because that's a really good game and it's an original installment mm-hmm. um so hopefully they'll they'll be able to lean on that but yeah it's not a it's not you know a spider-man or it's not a cyberpunk or it's not even you know it's not a call of duty that Nintendo's leading november with it is a you Know hopefully better version of a Warriors game because, like, I feel like the art style looks really good now because it yeah. does look exactly like Breath of like the Wild. Of and the 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 Wild. Even the key
3: art, even the key art hope, looks like it could have come straight from you know the Breath of yeah, the Wild. Ho- hopefully,
2: all of that makes a difference and it does feel like a more polished experience. If not, it's going to be another kind of fat, fast hack and slash that I think is fun I to think play also, for a month and then forgotten.
3: <clears throat> I think it's also telling that they went. To great lengths to to reiterate the idea that they've worked very closely with Nintendo and specifically the Zelda team on this one to to continue or or I guess set up the story for uh, Breath of the Wild and in that I'm I'm pretty interested in this game right. just in the fact that it's it's more of that world and more of that story which I love very dearly um you know I think Breath of the Wild is probably my all time favorite game at this point so um, anything that I can get. More insight into that that particular version of Hyrule, I'm I'm definitely interested, but I'm just not particularly certain that the vehicle of a Muso game is where I would like preferential, you know, like where I would prefer to get my my <laughs> that information from. So, yeah, right, I mean, that yeah. was a clumsy way of saying that I'm like lukewarm excited about it. But. Mm-hmm. So
0: to recap, we do know that um, Age of Calamity specifically is going to be happening hundred years before the events of breath of the wild so we got those memories we got some glimpses of what happened back then and that's what those are the events that this is going to tell so we know that some of the playable characters will be the champions um dario Gravali, mifa urbosa link and zelda and there will be a lot more characters but we're not really sure because we didn't get to really see who else was involved in I guess it's a war, right? Like it, it was a war. Yeah, between... Well, yeah, it's
3: the it's the calamity war, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the inciting incident of the first game. Um,
0: and and that's where I think this might work, because to, to show a war between hundreds of I don't hundreds of enemies and hundreds of um, soldiers, I mean, a, a, a Warriors game kind of works for that. So I see there being mm-hmm. certain levels and there are occasionally puzzle elements to these warrior games, especially the Hyrule Warriors one. I mean, they were super small and not anything overcomplicated or anything super memorable, but it is something that they can implement. And maybe they will implement that more when you have some more difficult fights. Like I know you will be having to protect the, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank, divine beasts when you have to protect the divine beasts. But the thing is, we already know the outcome of this war. So is everything just going to result in failures? Like, I don't, how are they going to address that?
2: Well, it could have the hopeful ending of Link waking up, right? And that's the connecting point for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it it, it definitely um, promises to be the Halo Reach of the Zelda games, right? Where, you know, the world is doomed and then, you know, there's a hopeful spark in the end of of Link getting saved and put to sleep for a while. Yeah, I think like if if you think about it, doesn't that always happen with Zelda?
0: Yeah. yeah but everyone <laughs> yeah. dies everyone but zelda <laughs> and link die sorry spoiler for, for yeah but, but there's I mean, like
1: there's like I'm a new that. there's like a new link and a new zelda like every 50 years or whatever like it's you know it's yeah. that's the, it's the i've always said the, the zelda timeline is a, a plate of spaghetti like it is just it's sort of just nonsense um, delicious it's delicious too um it, yeah the, the thing is like i i I I'm warming up to this game for sure. And I, I one of the things I was saying was that like the, the pessimist in me was like, I really would have wanted breath of the wild two this fall. Um, but I guess like the optimist is that now you have three breath of the wild games, which is cool. Right. And so yeah. I, I mm-hmm. totally see why people are excited for this. Um, I totally understand why some of us would be a little lukewarm because it's like,
0: absolutely it's not exactly
1: what we we're looking for in a Zelda game. But then again, I mean, Breath of the Wild wasn't exactly what I was looking for in a Zelda game, and it ended up being everything I wanted, you know, minus some dungeons. Like it, it turned out to be such a such a special game. Um, and I really hope that uh, they're they're making the sequel perfect, and they're they they are taking their time with it because I I I want to see them build on that game meaningfully, and I think that this is a nice holdover until they're ready for that. And they're not developing it. Like this is out of yeah. their hands. I mean, they're yeah. they're. They're they're part of it, but this I've saw some people being like, oh, why are they working on this instead of the Breath of the Wild 2? And it's like, it's not like they're not you know, the same there's, team. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. multitasking happening here.
0: I also think this this also <clears throat> um we also know that Breath of the Wild 2 won't be a prequel set during this time now because I i know some people were thinking hmm. maybe that could be a thing, but if this is taking up that time, so now we have a we'll have a full timeline of, of before current Breath of the Wild and an after with Breath of the Wild 2, which mm-hmm. I think is really <clears throat> interesting. And yeah. I just want to say again, like all of the characters in Hyrule Warriors played pretty differently. Like there were some very interesting combos you could do with each of the different characters. They did different things. You kind of had to learn every character to fully utilize them. And I really liked that about Hyrule Warriors. I mean, you could still button mash if you're playing on easy, but it was way more interesting to learn the uh, characters ins and outs. And I want to know, like, right. so we already know, assume that the six playable characters will be the characters in the key art. But who else do you want to see knowing that in the original Hyrule Warriors, just because a character is playable doesn't mean it they're integrated into the story. So it could be kind of wild.
2: Yeah, they have they have fun with it. I I mean, so far, uh, the the difference here, presumably, is that. They want to not break this, um, the kind of like art style in the world. And so if they included kind of original characters like Linkle or they brought in Midna as a a guest star, that they would re-render them in that kind of more cel-shaded artwork, which I think would be really cool. But um, yeah, it's an interesting question because as you said it, like a lot of the people from the war are gone. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Urbosa, mifa the are they're, they're kind of the exceptions, right? And a lot of the characters that, that appear in Breath of the Wild wouldn't have been around back in the days, right? Like right. a lot of the characters are kind of like the ones that were born in the aftermath of it. So, you know, the king, obviously, maybe we'll see a, yeah. you know, a younger king participate in the battle in some fashion, um you know i know i kind of want favorites. old chubby
3: king to participate in the battle i like that <laughs> yeah. idea of him just you know, kind of being like a wrecking ball and rolling around there well i think Santic that they're
2: boss.
1: they're gonna get very <laughs> yeah. they're gonna get very loose with the cannon on this I one so too, yeah um if you look at hyrule warriors like they introduced marin from link's awakening and it's like what what is yeah. she doing here she's fake you know like <laughs> <laughs> spoilers but-
2: but, but again, Hyrule Warriors is not beholden to the Zelda story, and like it does sound like this one directly ties in with Breath of the Wild. Like this is meant to be mm-hmm. a story prequel. It is a prequel. And so, for a second, I was like, "Huh, it'd be interesting if they went with uh, with just six playable characters." But they, by the way, there's one shot where you see somebody kneeling next to Link, and it could very well be uh, Impa, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're definitely characters that that would be around in that canon, in, in in that story canon for some. In some fashion, but that'd be really interesting if they actually restrained themselves and they weren't the game of you know thirty plus characters and thousands of items and all of that. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I think the stronger Muso games have a ton of yeah. characters to play as, which is why I think uh, Hyrule Warriors was so strong. Like the first game I reviewed for IGN was a Muso game, and that game I think it was Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, and it only had I think four playable characters. Oh my god. No, never again, like not enough characters. Six is not enough characters. It, this game will has to have more player, more playable characters than six. And mm-hmm. it has to have local co-op or else.
2: No. Yeah. And you want obviously you want Prince Sidon, right?
0: Yeah. Even though yeah, he, I know he go. was like a baby or no, he didn't exist then. So. He'll
2: time. He'll go through a portal.
0: Yeah, it'll be and fine. And then be-
2: Beetle has to be there, right? Mm hmm. Oh yeah, Beetle will be yeah. there for sure. Mm-hmm. H- hitting, uh, taking people's money.
0: Hestu, the Kurok scene. Okay, guy?
2: I like that guy. Oh yeah, that's, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. How about how about Epona? You you don't ride the horse. The horse is.
1: You
0: could be the horse. the
2: skeleton horse can be there. Right. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. I like the
1: skeleton,
3: skeleton horse. The horse is timeless. Hestu In could Hybron. throw
0: golden
2: poop at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. that was the unlockable. Yeah, Hestu would be great. Mm-hmm. Plus, Hestu is like a thousand years old, so it it really Who's makes
0: wrong? sense. And in the original yeah. Hyrule Warriors, you got to play as enemies, too. Especially they had some like weird out there enemies. Like they had a, like a Gajinka version of Volvegia. So they had like a humanoid version of a dragon boss. Like it made no sense, but he was there. So we could yeah. see some like out like weird things like that as well. But um, I, really
1: like the, I like the idea of like Hestu canonically just fighting 100,000 bubble clients out in, the, out in the yard for like
2: a couple of years. <laughs> like, Sounds great. It doesn't make any sense, but I love it. But, uh, Just for the but, people who are going to get mad, he does. He knows they're not called bubble clients. No, no, no. We um, we, still checked, we checked with Bill Trin and he said that that's fine. Okay, they're not oh, called yeah? bubble clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are the big matter. ones called? What are the what are the moblins called? In, in oh, bubble kings, bubble kings. Okay, that
0: makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Checks out. Good, but that Ready? is about all we know about Hyper Warriors: Age of Calamity. So far, we will be learning more on September. 26 so i guess maybe we'll be getting a full size direct at that point to kind of explain more maybe we'll get some more character reveals and see it uh some more uncut gameplay but i am looking forward to that but before we move on away from zelda i did want to bring up that quote that pear brought up earlier um from anuma and he said um regarding the sequel for breath of the wild uh, in order to make the vast world you enjoyed exploring in the original game even more impressive the team is working hard on its development so you'll have to wait a bit longer before we can provide more updates and because of that people have been speculating pair what do you think
2: i think that sounds like we'll go back to the same hyrule the same map um with changes obviously so if this is the sequel, then you know whatever happened after you know the battle against Calamity was won, the kind of rebuilding or you know another attack happening—that's what's going to shape the map. And like you know, some people have speculated you go underground for certain things. Um, it's uh, it does sound like it's not. Here's the story that travel. Somebody else that quote just sounds like we're working on making this map something different, but the map, not another map.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe, but maybe I'm reading too much into it.
0: No, I think I I think that's what it sounds like as well. I think there will be more, obviously, but I think it'll be an, an altered version of what we kind of know, which is fine. Um. Anyway, that's oh, all we know this. about Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I'm sorry, Bear.
2: What are you whispering? I said I want to find new stuff. I'm sure oh. they'll have lots of stuff. Nine
0: hundred more Korok seeds. Love it. Yeah. No, Let's do
2: it. I mean, what if the entire map was revealed at the beginning and that's not the point of the game? That'd be, uh, that'd be a curveball.
3: <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah.
2: That'd
0: be interesting. Starts anyway, off saying,
2: you already did that in the last game.
0: Yeah. Uh, so last week we did do a whole bonus show that was way longer than we expected it to be about all the things 35th anniversary Super Mario Bros. But I did want to kind of go into more depth about uh, Super Mario 3 All-Stars being limited release and about the price and some other news surrounding that game. So mm-hmm. we already know it's Amazon's second best-selling game of 2020 already. Huge, and only huge numbers. Ranks, yeah, it only ranks behind Animal Crossing. And I, I personally think that's because it's being advertised as limited release.
3: Yeah, probably so. Yeah, definitely. A big I think we of kind it. of speculated this, this sort of Disney vault mentality in the last episode, right? The idea of, the of okay, it's here now, but we'll probably be gone soon. Um driving sales is, is not necessarily a new, uh, concept. And, you know, I'm not surprised that I think you're absolutely right. I'm not surprised that it's selling the way that it is. It's the Nintendo classic slash super Nintendo classic approach, right? Saying, Hey,
2: Mm -hmm. this, you know, get it now while it's hot. And then eventually it's going to be gone forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, with a significantly less cool form factor or, you know design like i i, I nintendo put a bit of unboxing of uh of the actual physical version of this game and we were like you know we have a nintendo voice chat Slack channel where we're always talking about stuff like this even on, on holiday weekends we're just like slacking each other about nintendo stuff because you know this is, this is who we are and um I, there were a bunch of people when this first got announced being like oh i bet they're gonna put some special stuff in the <laughs> in the box um there was that you know uh Th- newsroom Mario Brothers all-stars port that came to Wii that came with like a booklet and some nice packaging and like a special uh case and stuff like that and, and a cool looking disc um this is about as bare bones as it gets there is no you know making of stuff there is no to my knowledge I, I, on the cart at least I mean to, to all we know is that on the cart is a music player um which has a bunch of classic songs but um there's nothing included in the package itself like you know of old reference material like i look at the hyrule uh those hyrule historia i believe they're called those books yeah um if not i'm just terrible with names today and i'll just get even more mean comments and i deserve <clears> them <throat> but it, uh there's three books based on like the making of zelda and uh concept art you know um promotional art um mm. just paintings all this great great stuff and it's you know none of that is here and this this would have been such a fantastic time to capitalize on that and put all that stuff in the package you look at what um capcom's done with the Mega Man collections and stuff it's just right. so cool i mean it it even the street fighter collection like i'm never even i've never been super great at that game but i bought that collection because of the archival stories it was telling sort of under the hood um i'm such a geek for that stuff and i wish they had included that here because i feel like this is such a great time to reflect on the, and the history and the creation and the lineage of this franchise and, and this character
2: and they just didn't it, do
3: you it's think also it's a plan b
2: game do do you, do you mm-hmm. think it's maybe it's a plan b game in that super mario 3d world was supposed to be the the game this season like the remake coming with the add-on pack and like the whole coronavirus situation pushed that game back and so they're like hey plan b re-release three classics right now rather than doling them out one by one later on the eShop. i don't know maybe it is it really weird be. right like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not it can't be that hard for nintendo to gather all this information and put it together but it would take an archivist uh, would take somebody at the headquarter to do this. And that's kind of hard to do right now. Right. In this situation. Right. No.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are right. you going to say, Zach? I don't remember.
2: Okay. Well, I was
1: going to say, we, you know, we talked about the Giga leak a little bit on the show, a ton mm-hmm. of stuff came out of that specifically around Super oh, Mario right, 64. Right. And mm-hmm. so the, the audience knows that stuff exists and I mean, I I just look at like what Xbox did the other day, like their new console leaked and at three o'clock in the morning, they're like, oh crap. Yeah, you guys are right. Here it is, it's real. Um, I think they handle that well. I don't think Nintendo needs to have their hand forced in a situation like that, but we got so much sort of like hidden code stuff through, you know, theft uh, of of content from Nintendo that it would have been Mm -hmm. nice to see them sort of like legalize some of that conversation and go, hey, you know, like here's a book that shows... The making of mario 64 if you google super mario 64 concept art or super mario 64 uh like i don't know if you guys have ever seen the japanese players guide for mario 64 mm-hmm. it's very rare mm-hmm. um but they built um 3d dioramas like basically out of clay of all the levels in that game they're awesome cool. like they those exist somewhere there's beautiful photos of them in that book this would have been a perfect time to throw together even like a pdf just something something and i mm. i hope i hope they find a way to do that because I, I i do like I I know not everybody cares about that kind of stuff, but I do I do think it's it's really really cool, and it deserves uh, a, a place.
3: I think for a collection that's so tied, like so clearly tied to the 35th anniversary, um, you know, and they they even went so far as to make a big deal out of this like surprise direct, and then announce all this Mario specific stuff. It does feel like a miss that there's not more of that. Um, just like a closer look at all the ephemeris surrounding Mario. Um, it, it is very strange to me that it's just the three games and the three soundtracks and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah
2: it's, it seems a little odd. And a Game & Watch unit with, you know, the original. Yeah.
3: Right, right. And some it, is, race cars, yeah. some AR race cars and things like that. But that's all yep. separate from this package. You know, I'm talking specifically yeah. about just this legacy collection.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, th- <laughs> I think overall it's a cool celebration because there's so much to it, right? Like so many different... Pieces of the puzzle that make up this 34th and 35th anniversary but yeah that the the part that we really care about is kind of missing that little museum of mario um that was so cool uh, uh about the the week collection um well i would love to see yeah. that again
1: and i think that's that's what a, that would have really i think softened the blow a little bit on the uh sort of uh timed exclusivity window of it all by mm-hmm. going like mm-hmm. okay we are like th- then you have sort of a an actual manufacturing justification for limiting the amount of copies that you're selling of a physical item i mean the, i'll never be able to justify shutting the door on the digital purchasing of this game because it's no. com- you know it doesn't make any sense but if you said hey for a limited time like they're doing with the game and watch um and they they say hey this we have this amazing package it comes with this art book and all this other stuff like that and like this cool soundtrack city, whatever it is you mm-hmm. need um but we're only going to print it for 6 months and then it goes away Then I would go, okay. like, I understand why you're doing that. Like, this is how collector's editions work in general. This is how most, you know, you eventize stuff like this. This is just a, you know, it's an off-center logo on a Switch cart inside of a Switch case with a reversible sleeve. Like, that's it. Literally mm -hmm. it. Even
0: even though it's not coming with anything, people are already trying to scalp it on eBay for more than $100. It's crazy. already bought three three copies for
3: $100 each. No, i didn't
1: really and I, I do i do want to be abundantly clear i am ridiculously excited to sit down and actually play these games this will i tweeted about this yesterday but i'm probably going to play these more than the next gen systems like it's just it's just the way that's going to work cuz i love these games so much there's like it's some of the best games ever made um and mario sunshine and i think it's going to be really really cool i'm kidding. I love I'm, I'm
3: pretty i'm pretty excited i'm pretty excited about a lot of Folks like yourself, Brian, getting back to Mario Sunshine and realizing like, oh, this is a much better game than I remembered. We talked a little bit about this. We talked a little bit about this on the, the bonus episode. But, you know, when you release something that is so monumental, so watershed as Mario 64, like how do you possibly follow up on that like how do you possibly more water um yeah i must have been in there rattling around in the back um yeah you know like how do you possibly follow up on that so i think at the time anything would have been a disappointment um so yeah
2: no
1: i love mario i'm very excited to play
3: again
2: it's Um, one of those games that that kind of throws a A wrench in you know the the theories that nintendo just keeps remaking the same mario game right like because that one is so different everything about it feels different except for you know the control of mario obviously and and the world but um yeah it's it i was talking to zach earlier um i'm amazed that nintendo has never brought back flood as a power-up right like they've 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 recycled um, power-ups from game to game, but like the ability to have this backpack that lets you hover is something that they didn't didn't go back to in Odyssey or any of these mainline games.
1: They've thrown it in Smash, which is which is cool. You know, that's close enough. But I I, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you because we've seen I mean there's actually a bunch of power-ups, like even like the the beekeeper costume in Galaxy Mm -hmm. never really returned, right? There's a and like did I don't did Metal Mario ever really come back?
2: Hmm trying to remember i don't it. think I so don't, right no
1: yeah Let's i mean there i guess have they're c- yeah the, the cats <laughs> i don't know if we got metal cats um no but yeah I, I, they're, they're kind of weird with power-ups on the on the 3d realm because i feel like the 2d stuff um cycles in and out a lot yep
0: but uh, i did wanted to go over so even though the game isn't coming with much of anything Really nothing extra except for the soundtrack. It's still going for $60. And that has created some turmoil, for example, online and also in our own NBC podcast forums on Facebook. And we were written to by John Kosel. And they said, I just wanted to point something out on the Super Mario 3D All-Stars pricing. The last time they sold Mario 64 as a standalone, it was on the Wii slash Wii U Virtual Console. It sold for $10. Mario Galaxy on the Wii U goes for $20. And if we assume that the value of Mars Sunshine is in the middle then that would be 15 bringing 15. us to a total of $45. Mm-hmm. Um, since bundles are often cheaper than buying products individually, I would have thought they'd sell this for $40. And then he, he brings up the turmoil, and then uh, he says, thank you for your time, and thanks so much for making a great show. Um, I know they, they did do some up for these games, so they're not direct ports. Um, they are 8, HD 1080 slash 720. So there is some work that went into them, but I don't know... I don't, do you think that warrants the increased price?
2: Well, you're, you're not getting them. You're, you're getting it on cartridge too, right? So there's the true. added cost of that. And like, that means I'm Nintendo not. is always going to, well, <laughs> Nintendo is <laughs> always going to charge just a little bit more, but like your logic is absolutely sound. So, you know, if right. all things were created equal, and by the way, these are old prices, right? Like you could yes. argue that they should be cheaper now because time moves on and new games come out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, Thirty nine ninety five would have been a really fair price for this collection, and sixty sounds a little high for something that doesn't have anything special and new in it. And presumably, you know, we'll have to see what the final games are like. But um, you know, it doesn't sound like they 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 fixed a lot, right? I feel like Nintendo is looking at the
1: sales data on Amazon, and they're like, "That's that's a nice suggestion. The very kind of you. Yes, I forty dollars is a good idea. But have you seen sixty dollars? Because we have, and it's great." Yeah like there, th- that's the issue with supply and demand is like they you know um we i remember when they ported tropical freeze everybody was like this is it's crazy that this is this much money like this right. that had been reduced significantly on wii mm-hmm. u by by that point and it was pretty much just a drag and drop you know with a little bit of funky kong thrown in and yeah i was gonna uh, say you're paying
3: for a funky kong premium on that one
2: though, so. <laughs> He's oh, got to run his deadlines, man. The mean, the mean, like with Donkey Kong, you could have said, "Well, just wait until it drops in price and then buy it." And you know, I, I just finished the Switch version this weekend, and it's awesome. Like, it's a really good game, and you could have waited a couple of years to get Thank a you. lower price if you really cared. You can't do that with the Mario Collection because it's going to be gone. <laughs> so, right.
1: Yeah. Be. Yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It'll never yeah. price drop. I mean, most, Nintendo no. Switch is three and a half years old now. For how like, mm-hmm. and still hasn't gotten a price drop. Not once. Um, the most, Breath of the Wild hasn't gotten a price drop, right? Mario Kart hasn't. Nope. They, they, no. Nintendo, that's the other thing. It's like not only do they come in with a very high price, they keep it there for longer than pretty much anybody else does. Yes, and so, they do. um, But they sell in tons of units. And so in their mind, they're doing the right thing and yep. consumers mm-hmm. are happily handling handing over money and so i think it's just a vocal minority saying i wish it
2: was cheaper i mean we all wish it was cheaper but i don't know like i think i think most people feel like it's very high it's it's priced a bit too high and and that that's everybody's right right like yeah if you do the I mean, math it's the it second,
3: is it's the second highest selling game of the year in 2020 on amazon so there's not a ton people of people that feel <laughs> that, that no it's I mean it's too high right
2: like pe- pe- no but people feel that way but they're still going to buy it right like i mm-hmm. i I feel objectively that it's priced too high and they could have done more with this collection. And Brian just said the same thing, right? It would have been nice to have all the archival stuff in it, but we're still going to pick it up for 60 bucks because they're three incredible games Mm -hmm. that are going away. (laughs) Yeah. That are not going away. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think that
1: is a big part of it. It'll yeah of, of course, course. I, I think you Maybe. can you can out you can off, well i mean that was the whole thing with the disney vault right like it wasn't just that stuff went in there it was that it came back out and it was a big deal every time it did it'd be like pocahontas is going away for a, a few months and then pocahontas would come back and it would be like oh pocahontas
2: is back great um i don't think anybody but, cared about that one no i was gonna say didn't. pocahontas could go away for a long time that's
3: fine Why? Yeah. come on <laughs> it's like animated one of the movies. worst disney animated movies
2: it's not great
1: um but no i, I do i do think that like uh if this game was $60 and it wasn't limited release, you wouldn't see the sort of gold rush happening right now to, I agree to, to get it as I fast agree as, with that as well. They're smart.
2: And so good. Yeah. Good marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we were just talking about the super Mario bros, super Mario 3d all-stars being limited release and the price and our thoughts on that. But there is some more news also related to Mars 35th anniversary. And, um, Basically, we found out there was a page that stated Super Mario Maker 2 Ninja Speedrun event was actually set to take place in April this year, um, almost five months before any of the celebrations were actually revealed. So that kind of suggests that all of this was supposed to be announced five months prior. So does that mean that the game that we're getting, the games that we're getting next March were also supposed to be bumped up five months prior? So it is Hmm. some speculation, but the page has now been taken down, so you can't look at it. But we do have an IGN Hmm. article about it. Um, And it was uh, discovered by Wario64 on Twitter. So thanks for that, Wario64.
1: So in like alternate timeline 2020, the uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection is about to go back into the vault forever, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Weird.
0: (laughs) We would have been playing that all summer. That's right.
1: And seeing movies in theaters,
2: hanging out.
0: Uh,
1: Maybe the sky
0: wouldn't be, uh, you know, the Blood Moon Rises Again time. All day, the, yeah, would,
2: you know. What? The sky used to be blue. That's true.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. the sky used to be blue. Now it's uh, orange shades of red. It's like That's diarrhea fine.
2: brown here.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's like kind of yellow now. It's not good. Mm-hmm. For those who don't oh, know, nice. um, in the Bay California,
3: area- the state of California is on fire. So everywhere yep. from from Los Angeles all the way up to like Seattle, Washington, and Oregon, everything is disgusting and orange and gray, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's 2020 ash. As yeah, if we seem a little the worst year, yeah. If we seem a little a
1: little down today, um, you know, pardon, pardon the dust or whatever, because it's or literally, <laughs> cause literally, because there's there yeah, there's literally ash on everything, and it's it, we we our brains all think it's like nine o'clock at night in the middle of winter right now. So, was We're doing very confused
0: when I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. But thanks for sticking also, with us. Yeah, but also in other news, there's another patent for a, a new Joy-Con from Nintendo. This one looks like a standalone Joy-Con. The patent's from May twenty eighth, registered this April, and it looks like it just doesn't attach to a Switch. So maybe a standalone Joy-Con to use with the Switch Lite to take advantage of games that need Joy-Con. Who knows? Yeah, I, I
2: I think that's the best theory because, like, you know, could it? The question is, would this be timed around the Switch Pro? presumably you know if if the switch pro is still going to take the route of being a versatile machine that you can play handheld and dock and it's not just a a 4k box like um you know the next gen consoles are and you're not able it doesn't have a screen Mm -hmm. then i i would suppose that these joy con could be done in the style of the of the switch Lite, and that's why they don't have a slide on and a charge rail and all of that um
3: but yeah it's uh what do you, know, what the do you one mean thing... in the style of a switch light like uh, I'm the, sorry I'm having trouble wrapping my head around well, what, the, what you're the, describing.
2: Well the the current joy con have a uh have a uh you know a rail that you can right, attach it to the char- switch slides the switch, and charges yeah. The light doesn't have that right? And so like if as a light owner you want to play multiplayer on the mm-hmm. tiny screen with your friends you don't really need the switches with the rail on it it's like it's actually you know they look worse they feel worse so they could be releasing a model that is designed only for player two three even four um but honestly my reaction to this was another week another another patent um right nintendo has done so many patents and i listed some some of them for you guys here there was in 2016, they showed off a patent for a wide Joy-Con. So same Joy-Con but double double the width of the regular one. They showed off at the same patent registration. They had a showed off is the wrong term. They had a Joy-Con with a D-pad and no stick at all. So unlike, you know, the third party ones, no stick <laughs> at the top. They had a Joy-Con with a D-pad and a big A control button as if it was a, you know, almost like, like the a GameCube. A, yeah, like a weird version of a GameCube without a second uh-huh. stick. And then they had right. um in 2019 they had a Joy-Con touch pen attachment. Like so the Joy-Con had a little little nippy at the top you could use as a <laughs> stylus. And then uh, later in the year they had a hinged Joy-Con. Do You guys
3: remember the hinged one? I do remember the hinged one, yeah. So, that was yeah, weird. Yeah.
2: The yeah, entire top of the Joy-Con was tiltable like this um, while they you know you could still slide them on but had a different kind of function like that. So They've been registering patents around these attachments forever. And, you know, I just rattled off um, half a dozen of them and none of them have ever come out. So might this, be the faith of this one, too.
0: This talk about controllers, I'm going to backtrack for a second. It just has me remembering um, in Mario Sunshine, you used the, the analog triggers on the GameCube controller to control the, the flow of the water. But the yep. Joy-Con and Switch controllers don't have that.
2: Mm-hmm correct
0: and you can't so use we, the game controller with Mario Sunshine in the collection as far as i've heard
2: correct so we don't no, actually, we don't know yet can, what yeah. the solution is um hmm. speculation says that
1: you can't use the game controller
2: <laughs> yeah but speculation so far was that you just use tilt control to adjust the oh, flow that would make- but then the the places where you actually use analog spray in the game are aren't. It's not that often. It's usually okay. you're almost digitally floating around, and you can tap your way like with a hover backpack. You can tap it, but that's something uh, the reviewer of this game should look at and see how it how it was implemented.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Sorry for that. Complete being completely sidetracked. <laughs> what a, that Who's is reviewing
2: what? that game for us? Huh? Nobody knows Who's reviewing. Nobody knows. Okay. I hope it's someone who has some sort of level of skill. It's, it's gonna a be a watershed moment for IGN. <laughs> no, I hope the reviewer doesn't spray words all over the place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that was well, it's, about you know it's, it's all... good for them
3: to get their feet wet though. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. I am deeply <laughs> uncomfortable with this conversation. Yeah. Hopefully, so there was is doing... a ray of sunshine.
0: Moist. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> About Joy-Con and Mario's 35th anniversary having been delayed for five months. And this is the time where we would usually talk about games out this week, but there are so few games of interest that Tom didn't really have any to suggest to us. But Tom um,
3: slacking off yet again. Unbelievable. Never.
0: He's not slacking off at all. But um Minecraft Dungeons Hero Edition is out this week for $29.99. And it also includes it includes some uh extras as well as access to the DLC Jungle Awakens and Creeping Winter when they become available. And Creeping Winter DLC is available now, so you can pick that up if you're looking for a co-op dungeon crawler. And very quickly, this one just caught my eye because I used to play this as a kid, but there's a new RPG maker. Uh it looks Pretty cool. And the RPG Maker player is free, so you can make your own RPGs with all these built-in tools. I haven't played an RPG Maker in forever, but they were pretty cool, I don't know, 15 years ago. So they're probably still pretty cool. Who knows?
1: Maybe Uh, even better than ever.
0: Yeah, it it could be better. Who knows? I don't Uh know. Will we be reviewing this game? I don't know, but you can go check it out. But uh, that's about it for games out this week so let's talk about games that we're playing zach where do you plan
3: um well i played about five minutes of spirit fair earlier this week uh because i was missing my boat friends um didn't have a ton of opportunity to to play much of that i i am playing a different game that i can't talk about yet in fact some might even say that there are multiple games within this game maybe there are three of them i don't know but um can't can't really talk about that you you might notice that i've been quiet for a lot of this show um because of reasons related to this game so um that's super news yeah
0: what a mystery i
3: know you guys will never be able to solve it
1: Maybe Zach will flood your ears
3: with some (laughs) impressions down the line. Perhaps next week, perhaps next week, I'll have 64 tidbits for you to listen to.
2: I think there'll be a galaxy of speculation here. (laughs) All right. This is terrible.
1: Maybe we'll see some sunshine
0: Um, next week, too. Who knows?
1: We might. We might. Um, I'm playing uh, a game called Struggling. I don't know if you guys have played mm. it or heard about it. It's
3: yeah, we've I all been like... playing that all year. Oh, sure. <laughs> 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 um, Struggling is you can play
1: it in single player, but uh, I'm playing it in co-op on switch. Cause it's super fun. Um, you basically split the joy cons off and you play as this uh, deformed two headed mutated thing creature with two arms that escapes from a science laboratory and has to survive and um each player controls a different limb and you can basically wiggle your arm around and grab stuff and uh then tear your arm off and stuff like that and it, it's like it's almost like Quop. it's like a sort of like david mm. cronenberg version of Quop, where you are playing as this like freakish mutated sci-fi monster and you have to communicate and collaborate, which uh, if you've ever played, you know, uh, stuff like snipper clips, you know, it involves like screaming at each other and hoping for the best and solving puzzles together. Uh, it's essentially a platformer, but um, cause it's a side scroller, but it's just consistently really funny and just horribly grotesque. Uh, and I really dig it. Like it's, I, I, we played it for like two hours last night I was just like in tears laughing the entire time. It's it looks over- a little
2: bit like get, It looks like getting over it or something like that, right? Like yes. the, yeah, yeah, It's like a game. But it's tailor made for streamers and you know just spectating hmm. and seeing somebody mm-hmm. interesting it because it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's That's on cool. Switch and PC now. I think nice. it's fifteen bucks.
0: What about you, Pear? What are you playing this week?
2: So as I mentioned, I finished uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Played that in co op with my daughter, and that game is really good. I just it's mean. I curse retro so many times like the the um the special levels the 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 high difficult levels without checkpoints and stuff you just want to strangle the designer for them but it's so creative it has so many great parts in it the minecart rides are just such a joy in this game but also make made me very angry and then i played a little bit of hyrule warriors dx too just to kind of get the feel for it as well um that's going to be our next uh co-op game to tackle but speaking of co-op, my favorite game this week, actually, that I played is Unrailed. Have you guys seen that? There's a demo out for it. No. Download the demo. No. It's kind of like an isometric uh, isometric game where um, up to three players can uh, work together to create a train track for a train that keeps moving forward. And if it runs out of track, it's game over. And so in order That's to build cool. the train track... Uh one player has to grab a pickaxe and mine some rocks. The other one has to get an axe and get some wood and you load it into this cart on the train and then you get train tracks out of it. And like once in a, like when the train gets too hot, everything catches fire and you have to get a bucket and get water and put the fire out. Otherwise it doesn't produce new train tracks. And then, you know, the difficulty increases and there'll be robbers showing up who we'll take your stuff and you have to build bridges over water. And it's it's a little bit like blast core where you're constantly running out of space. You know, like you, you have to constantly um, stay ahead of this train. Um, it's just, it's really fun. It's like this uh, this kind of zoomed out perspective. Graphics look very blocky like Minecraft. Um, and as you progress, you upload, you uh, up- upgrade your train, you, you know, speed up the production of parts, you unlock dynamite and stuff like that. It's really, really fun, uh, but definitely uh, uh, probably best in couch co-op. And that's how, how I've been playing it. I'll check out the demo. That sounds really fun. That was good. Does sound there, pretty there, cool, yeah. There are a couple of other puzzle games. There's Active Neurons. I played uh, the demo of that one. Seems fine. Not not something that knocked my socks off. Like a very straightforward kind of block solving maze game. You know, like in, in Zelda when you're like in the overhead games, you push a block and uh, you know there's only one solution to the puzzle and how you can do it. It's similar to that, um, but a whole game with kind of like neon graphics. And then there's uh, Avici in Vector, which is a uh, so you think of like Thumper matched with Star Fox a little bit. Um, it's a rhythm game on tracks where you have to hit the button to the beat and you have to shift tracks in order to, um, to get all the beats. And then it goes into like some kind of Star Foxy sections where you have to navigate and fly around asteroids and stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty well made as well, but um, not exactly
3: my kind of game. I'm, I'm much more into Unrailed this week.
0: Mm. Cool. Thanks, fair. Unreal Selling. But you
3: are, for the record, you are a big Avicii fan, right? Mm, I had to ask my daughter who that was. Does uh, that I count? <laughs> so, um, yeah,
0: yeah. And then, look, look, no
2: offense if that's uh, if that's your music. It sounded pretty cool. Um, seems like a good good little rhythm game, of which there are nine thousand on the Switch now.
0: Yeah, there are too many. There are too many
2: yeah. games. It's very Thumper. Yeah. If you know Thumper, it's, it's similar to that. That game rules. Thumper is mm-hmm. great.
0: You yep. know, there mm-hmm. is a, another genre that there are too many of on the Switch, and those are Otome games. And for those of you who don't know, they're reverse harem dating games, which is you play as a lady, and they're a bunch of dudes, and it's a dating game. And okay. <laughs> because I, they're super easy to play, because you literally just press the A button to read text and so i streamed like an hour of one of those games last week and mm-hmm. oh boy it was ridiculous i played a dangerous relationship and it was very problematic but oh boy you know, oh, I mean, that's they, not where i was hoping that's not where
3: i was hoping where you would go with that
0: <laughs> no it's like it is about a girl who who's working at a production studio, and they very obviously have terrible HR practices and don't teach anyone anything about how they should treat their coworkers. But anyway, check that out. It's not really. I'm not recommending it. It's, I mean, I <laughs> no, so don't out.
3: check that out. So don't <laughs> I, check that out. Got it. I didn't
0: know what else to play, but I did play some of a short hike. But um,
1: I it was awful. a little
0: bit uh too. I got to the point play. where there was a beach ball challenge and I, I had, I could, I beat the, the 10 yeah. challenge with one hand with just my left hand, but then to get the 20, I got really frustrated and started using my right hand and that was a bad idea. So I had to
2: stop. Gotcha. Yeah. And and you also have to flap the wings because you have to fly in this game. So I yeah. can see that that might not be the best choice for you.
0: Yeah, um, I tried. I was doing it though. with my left hand, like pretty well.
1: Ryan, you play that? The, oh, yeah, did yeah, Brian yeah. No, play I, it, I, yeah, okay, good. I liked it all Casey, did I miss something? Did you hurt your hand
0: um i've I've just been having trouble with like tendonitis nonsense, got it, got it, for got it, got it a while now, and I'm still kind of like trying to figure it out but um i I did want to bring up so months ago, I don't even remember when this thing was sent to me, but um, here, let me just show you this is this is my fiance switch. It is also a little bit busted, <laughs> but um
2: okay, so. Uh, I'm showing
0: you a thing. This is a Fixture S1. And um, this was sent to me at the office a long time ago. But it was, I did not have a Pro Controller at that time. So I could not test it out. And then when I got a Pro Controller, I could no longer play games with the Pro Controller. So I haven't tested it out. But um, my partner did yesterday and he gives it a thumbs up. And it's, you can buy this, but it's cool. Like you have your screen in the Pro Controller and then you can play it. Um, let me. How do I? How do I explain this for audio listeners? You snap the controller into a like three D printed plastic part, and then you slide in your switch screen uh, above it. And then it has. Um, it balances, so when you're holding it, it doesn't make your hands tilt one way or the other. So you can kind of play with your pro controller portably. It's pretty cool. It's I pretty got one of those, like, E3
1: last year um they're they're really awesome. I believe it was e three last year's a blur I don't remember conventions anymore but yeah it's it's super super awesome um i I like like it's sort of curling up on the couch with it because it's you can use a pro controller and not have to use the joy cons and sometimes it's just more comfortable playing with the pro and it's it's such an awesome it's such an awesome idea to be able to allow you to do that without hogging up the TV Like it's Mm -hmm. combining it's combining two uncombinable elements of the switch and still making it something you can play in like a comfy way, which I really, really dig.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. So we just talked about games that we're playing, but now let's play question block where we ask my favorite game submitted by you
2: Can't play
3: that.
0: (laughs) The only game that doesn't get delayed. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's not playable. First question is from Eduardo Paz, and they said, with all the recent announcements we got the last couple of weeks, how do you feel about Nintendo in 2020
2: now? Yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, better than disaster. I I was I was a little bit worried when when they were so quiet around the June timeframe, you know, when we were expecting the kind of traditional E3 announcements. And I was like, ooh, maybe they're impacted much worse than we expected. And you know, it wasn't just Breath of the Wild two that got delayed out of this this year, but you know, like the you know the Pikmin remake, the you know some, the Mario Collection, all of that stuff, and then uh, honestly, Paper Mario, um, and now this Hyrule Warriors at least um, creates some fun this quarter.
0: I mean, we should be getting. I know it's not first party, but uh, kind of. Um, we are getting Pokemon Snap this year, yep. maybe hopefully.
2: Oh yeah, there's Snap too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I would give it a B
1: minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. And Animal Crossing was an absolute monster. I mean, and, and like the thing is like I'm I'm sympathetic to what Nintendo and every creative company, every person on earth is going through right now this year specifically. So, I see a lot of negativity about them not really bringing it this year and like I said earlier, you, you know, I'm a little let down that they, they didn't have more stuff this fall, but I'm completely sympathetic to that. And also like I will never for I will never forget the the just the sheer sort of joy and optimism that came when animal crossing hit this year at the exact right moment
3: right yeah
1: i mean that is that is one of the most serendipitous things in all of gaming i think it's up there with you know that summer where everyone was playing pokemon go um it was just one of those things that it just was so perfect and so when we look at the brand you know the broad scope of the year yeah i wish there was more sort of individual software hits um but the animal crossing moment for me is one of those things i'm going to look back
2: on for the rest of my life as as something that was really really special this year yeah nintendo owns spring with that game like i mm-hmm. i thought they they just had the right game at the right time and animal crossing is just really good and i i think it'll show up it'll, it'll be up there in the top five best-selling games of the year once we oh, yeah. get to uh the end of december um, and so I would I would say like the first half looked really good. And I think Paper Mario is a great game. So if you're still holding out, stop it. It's really, really good. Play that. The, the reason why I'm not in B plus to A territory is because Q4 is just not, especially in the face of these next-gen consoles launching, this was the time where we should have gotten a Mario Something Metroid huge. Zelda yeah. caliber mm-hmm. game. And we just were not yeah. getting that. And so Hyrule Warriors is a good gap filler, but not that. Yeah. Right,
3: yeah, not not my favorite year for Nintendo. Um, uh, yeah, I think that the, I totally understand what Brian is Brian is saying. You know, obviously everybody's plans got messed up by the state of the world. Um, but just the 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 caliber of the re- of releases this year outside of of Paper Mario and uh, Animal Crossing, which I fell off of super hard. Um, a little disappointing to me. I feel like every year that the Switch has been around, it's been uh, two or three. Uh, you know, either really heavy hitters or games that had bit, no business being as good as they were. I'm looking at you, Luigi's Mansion. Um, but uh, Luigi's Mansion it, was
2: amazing, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. But like, if, if somebody would have told me last year that Luigi's Mansion would be like a top three Nintendo Switch game for me, like, I would be like, yeah, right. But that game is incredible. And I think that, yeah. that in previous years, they've been able to pull stuff out of their hat like that. And this year you know animal crossing is very good but short-lived for me paper mario is very good but not like amazing um so yeah overall i think it's just been an okay year i'd probably land on uh yeah, c c minus this year are
2: you guys yeah. are you guys pikmin players did you guys all uh, finish pikmin 3 or no i,
3: didn't I really I didn't enjoyed pikmin, pikmin 3. 3 i didn't yeah, I really it. enjoyed pikmin 3 back on the old wii u
2: but i loved it awesome Awesome final boss, like really clever, awesome final sequences. So hopefully you, you, uh, you get to it with this one. I'm mm-hmm. excited to give that one another shot. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's definitely a weird year. I mean, I, thing think I forgot to mention before, while, you know, the breath of the wild Hyrule warriors thing is not necessarily for me last year, they remade my favorite Zelda game of all time. And so I'm good for a while, you know, like that's mm-hmm. like, that was like one of those things specifically designed in a lab for, for, for me and, you know, obviously Zach as well, who has, you know, a huge, huge love for the original version of that game. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's not, not everything is
3: <laughs> we've talked about it on this show. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the remake of Link's Awakening, but,
1: Oh yeah. But you like, you like right. the
3: original game, right? But I love the original for sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I'd you know, say- we'll find some people to replace you eventually and get some, Real Nintendo fans on here, you know, get some real Zelda guys, you know. you're good. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, it does. Not everything has to be for everyone all the time. Basically, sometimes games come out that aren't necessarily for us. The Mario Kart uh, Live thing is not for me because I don't have the room for it. Um, but that's going to be huge, you know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that. And that is that is a brand new fall game,
2: essentially, right? Um, that we're
1: kind of yeah, that's uh, a-
2: undercutting. That's a weird one. It's a little bit more like Labo for me, you know, like the just like the Game & Watch It's like the NES classic. This is kind of like the crazy toy stuff. Um, but yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. That's coming out, too.
0: I this this year has a lot of. Re-releases where they they are remastering games. I mean, we got Xenoblade Chronicles, we're getting Pikmin. We oh, are getting Mario games. Xenoblade. Yeah, uh, we got yeah. I know none of you. Care that much about it but rune factory 4 special we also got um tokyo mirage sessions we mm-hmm. have a, a lot of oh that was really this year g-
2: too that's right yeah mm-hmm. Yep, that's a um, good game too
0: i did review updates for for both of those guys guys those games mm.
2: oh. <laughs> but um you're talking to us
0: yeah, I, I reviewed all of you. You didn't see? No.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I think all of our scores would go down from wherever they right. used to be. they <laughs> have all gone down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> You're
2: right. And I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of bringing back games. Obviously, we've got wonderful one-on-one, 2 through oh, yeah. you know, the, the whole Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. there. Um, I think it's great that some of these underplayed games are coming back. It's just that can't be the foundation of yeah. your entire strategy. I think Nintendo is getting some, um, getting some leeway here because for the first time those games are now playable as portable games so it is a different shift than you know uh, an xbox 360 game coming out again on an xbox one but um i i want to see i want to see them just knock it out of the park with new installments and in their best franchises like what we've seen with breath of the wild and smash and mario Mm -hmm. kart or we actually haven't gotten a new mario kart in a long time um and uh, obviously, Fire Emblem was an amazing game, too, for the Switch. So mm-hmm. I won't, selfishly, I want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know,
0: I, I agree. I think this game was a great... This year was a great year for people who did not have a Wii U and did not play Wii U games because you basically yep. got a bunch of games that you've everyone. never played before that were great. <laughs> Seriously.
1: It is most so people, yeah.
0: On, I think right now, I think it is sitting at a... It's sitting at a... It was going to be a C+, but it's a B if Pokemon Snap comes out this year, and I think I'd bump it up to a B plus or an A if Rune Factory 5 came out this wow. year. But look at you. I mean, because well, like I, when I get Power a game that Rune I'm really Factory. into, it can make my year. But right now, there, like I don't...
1: Is there don't no know. new mainline Pokemon this year?
0: There are DLC packs, um, and the first one already came out, and the next one should be coming out sometime this fall, but we haven't heard anything, so I don't know if it's delayed.
2: That feels weird. Yeah. Aren't they rumors of X and Y remakes or something? Or?
0: There's always rumors. There's always I mean, rumors. Okay. They, they have been going down the line and remaking games, but they haven't remade anything past the Game Boy Advance era. So I don't know. Maybe they'll we'll they'll see. dip into some DS games next.
2: That's right. Maybe that's a I- December update there.
0: But that is about all we have for this week's Nintendo Voice Chat. Thank you so much for watching. Um, Brian, Pear, and Zach, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And remember, you can watch Nintendo Voice Chat every week on Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on your favorite podcasting platform or YouTube or gn.com. Look out for our posts in NBC Podcast Forum, where we will be calling out for your video comments that we will play next week. And the question will be in that forum as well. We'll also post the article. And I think we'll promote it on Twitter. So follow Nintendo Voice Chat, um, NBC Podcast on Twitter. And Mm -hmm. that is about all you need to know about us. And remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place you can. Get
2: Get the the thing. thing. Close your windows, don't breathe ash.
0: In unison, no less. Mm
2: -hmm.